50 years have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes toward female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the very definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't necessarily say anywhere else. Greetings, and welcome to the very first episode of... Not just... Sleeping In. I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. And each week, uh, we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all the things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. Uh, this week, we want to take some time to introduce ourselves, uh, tell you all why we're here, and our paths to kind of realizing what made us want to be child-free. Tiger, how you doing? I am great. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been kicking this around for a minute. We certainly have. Yeah. So what are we, you know, in your, in your mind, you know, as, as you and I have came together as friends a couple of years ago and then kind of realized that in our quite robust so- social circle that we were the only two kind of very vocal and committed child-free folks, like, what are you hoping to kind of get out of this little experiment we're doing together? I mean, I think I want, for me, what I'm really excited about is that this is like such a... Uh... There's no roadmap for what it means to live a child-free life. Like, there's a lot of life scripts out there for people that become parents. You, and we don't, we've, we've chosen to deviate from that, which is really cool. But also really, what does that mean, you know? And, and what does it look like? And what does it mean? I, I hope we don't just hear from you and I throughout this process. Totally. I hope we get to see a whole spectrum yeah. of child-free living. What about you? It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, and we'll get into kind of our own personal backgrounds, uh, in a little bit, but I realized, you know, it's like having moved away from home. And then the first thing you do is you kind of realize that you're not going to get married right away. And that kind of sets things back. And the identity kind of found me a couple of years ago. Um, when you finally, kind of maybe settle down and meet a partner who's, you know, very committed to not being child-free. But you see, even the most kind of extreme punk rock artistic people that you may have filled your life with who maybe break away from some of those first initial steps towards what we kind of have ground into kind of the traditional American path for everybody, at some point you see people start to kind of conform back into it. And, you know, in my mid-30s or so, a lot of, like, really just die hard punk rock burn it all down folks all of a sudden are just like hey i'm having kids like hey we're having kids and like i've watched uh a bunch of guys and gals who were ready to like you know revolutionize the world not that this is the only way but like just like really leaning into kind of like some mid-atlantic house like mom and dad very kind of traditional role kind of stuff and it's really interesting to see people who's still the gravitational pull of it's so big, you know, and it's something that I've realized that there's always a couple people in every kind of social group that, um, kind of quietly are like, yeah, we're not having kids. And I think we don't often talk to each other. There's always seems to be like one couple or one person in a group who's like that. And I think it'd be really interesting to kind of 
compare experiences, compare expectations. Um, there's such a big range of topics that, you know, we have. And also, like, yeah. And why we tend to stay so quiet. Right. Because it's not, it doesn't feel like a particularly radical choice until you start sharing it with people. Oh, yeah. And then people get real weird. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got, and, and the funny thing is those opinions, you know, and through our, our many episodes, we're going to kind of sit down and we want to unpack uh, a wide variety of these things. Um, a lot of those opinions fall into very classic tropes and very classic phrases and lines. And, and it's the, the societal kind of programming is run so deep uh, in a lot of people that it, they don't even really know that, that something like, well, you'll change your mind. Like, which is like the crown prince of them, but is just ready to go in their brain. And I think that they're, you know, I think a lot of times there are people and couples who, for one reason or another, and again, a variety of backgrounds, a variety of experiences, and we want to hear from all of them and kind of bring those folks together, um, just kind of wait it out, right? It's just kind of like keep your head down, wait it out, and then at some point you'll be, you know, on the the age of the biological continuum where people just like stop asking or whatever and as opposed to just and i feel like for young people too for to be able to say very early uh in your adult life like now nah, we're good we're good yeah and what does that mean and, you know and and people assume as you're older and I'd, i mean at least in with the people that i've talked to and stuff people assume it's for sad reasons oh sure that you didn't have a kid and not just that you didn't want to because yeah. that's weird and that, it's not, I, I don't know, like, I kind of, for me, this is, like, celebratory. You know, this is a great choice that I've been able to make, and it's, I'm stoked about it, you know. But it's really hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and it's very new. I mean, you know, a, a lot of the the other things we want to kind of unpack in the in the life, hopefully the the long, robust life of this podcast that we're doing, is kind of that we're kind of a little bit on the forefront of not that we're the only people in the history of the world that have ever been child-free, but being able to have the freedom economically and the freedom in class and community um, to kind of conscientiously and ethically make that decision for yourself is a really new idea. Um, well, yeah, for so long we were at the mercies of biology. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, it, there, for some people it simply wasn't or couldn't have been a choice or else they have to be celibate, and that's a very different choice. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, we've been at the whim of nature for so long, it's kind of cool to be able to just kind of give it the middle finger in a way that ultimately ends up helping nature too, yeah. with like the environmental impacts and stuff. I love being able to be smug because I don't have a kid and I have an electric car. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, that's, you know, that's part of it too, is there are some of these, you can't, sometimes you can't even really joke, right? Like that's part of the silence. That's part of the, the gallows humors. You've got to know folks really well, um, to even say like some stuff that we're, a lot of us are thinking, um, yeah. you know, and so we want to kind of open up a space. And I think one of the, the great joys in my life when you and I became so close is, that we can kind of have one other person outside of our partners uh, or that, that intimate kind of coupling uh, to make those jokes with and know that they won't, you won't have to then have an asterisk and, 
you know, a long explanation of all of that, which kind of brings us into something else we wanted to address up front. As much as I would love to see a birth certificate that said tiger on it, that is not, that is not your real name. No, Neither, no, it's not. And it's a damn shame. It is a damn <laughs> let shame. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, and it, neither is Lee mine. Um, and we kind of, we, when we decided to sit down and do this, we kind of really um, hashed out why we wanted to do this. I think that a lot of it is, again, creating a space where we can kind of speak freely and safely and try to encourage other community members to write into us and express your experiences and feelings as well. And again, sometimes, as we'll find out and kind of unpack, that comes with a lot of judgment, a lot of baggage, and a lot of uh, shame and negativity. We want to try to push that out and foster good, open, honest communication. And nobody's going to fuck with someone named Tiger. <laughs> and no one is going to fuck <laughs> with someone named Tiger. Um, cool. So, uh, Tiger, uh, the next... Oh, well, you know what we should do now that people, folks kind of know what, where we're coming from? We want to kind of start off the show. Because, uh, again, not just sleeping in, name of the podcast, but one of the great advantages, uh, secret advantages that we love to lord over everyone is um, the ability to kind of sleep in. So, Tiger, how late How late did you sleep in this week? What was the latest day you slept in this week? Um, I, I had guests in town this mm-hmm. weekend. So the latest I got to sleep in, I think, was about 730. Mm. But I want to caveat that with I had a great nap. Monday because I'm working from home right now sure. and I took my quote unquote lunch break and just took a nap in the middle of the day. Brilliant. What about you? You know, it's again, like we're, who knows when we'll, you know, we want to kind of take our time, curate these things and put them out in the world. Um, who knows when those will come out, but, um, neither my partner and I due to several global situations are not working at the moment. And when we don't, we go like full vampire, like, Full proper vampire. She more than I, but um, yeah, I think the latest it was like like a Tuesday, and I think it was like ten thirty or eleven. Just because uh, you know, haven't necessarily been sleeping great, but when I do, I do, and uh, and that was kind of the big winner uh, for me this week. So yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> I love wake. I love waking up to the double digits. That's that's how I know it's a good day. You know. Yeah, occasionally it feels a little scandalous. Like it definitely, uh, for someone who's at work that has to, you know, when I am working, it has to, I have to be, you know, up bright and bushy-tailed at like 2.33 in the morning uh, to get to work. Uh, yeah, sometimes the, the, the double digits make me feel bad, unless it's like a, a, a well-spent Saturday, which hopefully, you know, we can all have uh, again in the near future from a long night of partying on a Friday. Well done. And we're going to keep... That'll kind of be our, we'll always kind of check in with each other, and hopefully you guys will see. Um, it's not just necessarily about sleeping in, but it's about a little bit of freedom to live your life. Yeah, so this week's episode, I think, since mm-hmm. it's the the opener, that we kind of just wanted to explain how we came to this decision individually, because I feel like everyone's story is a little bit different. Sure. Uh, everyone kind of makes this choice to be child-free, at different points and at different ways. And I think mm-hmm. our stories are probably really different. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the long and short of it today. So, so Lee. Yeah. Why are you child free? What's the journey? What's the story? All right. Um, 
it's yeah. So grew up um, mid Atlantic, fairly kind of like right on that lower middle middle class, like the the, the promise of the eighties, you know. Um, in what ended up, you know, I, I kind of came to realize in my teen years um, was like a, a profoundly like eighties sitcom family. You know, mom and dad were um, high school sweethearts, uh, stayed in their hometown, uh, promptly had uh, two kids, decided to adopt a third, you know, uh, for their own kind of ethical reasons in a very like, you know, late 70s, 80s, like save the world sort of mentality. The idea was we've we've procreated, we've, you know, two in, two out. And uh, when they decided that uh, they maybe <laughs> wanted or had the ability financially to have a third kid um they decided to open themselves up to the idea of adoption and um yeah so and 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 also um as my mother will love to tell anyone who will listen um she hated childbirth she hated the entire process uh you know and we'll get into uh, some amount we'll get into some family stuff too but like it's it's such a weird and interesting um as my mom again it's 50 years of kind of slow, gradual change towards these things. And my mom uh, knew she wanted kids, but like hated the process. And like, if if Amazon could have delivered them to her door, she probably would have been <laughs> fine with that, you know. Um, and then, you know, grew up religious and watched and eventually went off to Bible college, which is, I think, one place where our family, or our, our stories will kind of intersect in interesting ways. Um, and right as I was kind of figuring out my own life, what I wanted to do, career stuff, um, how to figure out, you know, careers in the arts and all sorts of the weird baggage that comes with that, with like, does I just want my dad to love me, but I also want to make music and make money at it. Um, at some point, you know, I started realizing that the couples around me um, in college, um, you know, and my own parents had gotten married at, you know, pretty much the day after my dad graduated and waited a couple of years. Their, their big ethical decision was to like wait several years to have me. So I was 25 when, or I wasn't 25. My parents were 25. <laughs> you just came out fully formed. Yeah, I came out uh, like Athena from the head of Kronos. I emerged fully formed, uh, ready to rent a car, you know. Uh, but no, um, you know. And it's funny because when we have conversations about life choices and worldviews and things, my parents will always say like, oh, well, we were very late. We were very late when we had kids. I mean, even though high school sweethearts, um, you know, married at like 21, 22, but like the fact that they waited to 25 to have kids in the late 70s was like a huge deal. And here I was, you know, 20 years later watching a bunch of my friends at 22 or 23 get married, like just, it was one of those weird kind of Bible college ideas where you almost wanted um, to have like a partner to go job hunting. Like churches didn't want like single youth pastors or if yeah. you're like a woman doing child children's education or whatever, they're like, well, who's your husband? And it's like, Ugh. And that whole thing just really skeeved me out. And, you know, I decided I wanted to move across country, move to California. And my college girlfriend at the time um, was like, well, I'm not moving across country with you unless we're married. Because, like, we can't live together. That would oh, be sinful. No. 
that would be a, a, a terrible thing to do. My parents would never let me do it. And I'm like, well, we're graduating from college. We can kind of do whatever we want. Um, and she was like not on board. And I was just the first resistance, right, was to the idea of like, I'm like, I am not ready to get married. Like I've, and again, coming from like this like growing pains idealized childhood like, I've carried around this fear with me my entire life of, like, what am I going to do to fuck this up? You know, how am I going to, you know, and again, as we talk about family structures and divorce and, and, and all these other things, like, you know, my parents are still together, you know, and still happy at 65, you know. And, um, yeah, I was just like, I'm going to fuck this up. So I'm just going to take the slow train. Um, and I decided... Um, I was like, I don't want a first wife, you know, I don't want the one that doesn't fit. And, and, you know, sometimes that'll happen, um, out of Bible college because just too young, you know, we were, I was just talking about this with another friend, like when you're in, when you grow up in that church environment or like a military environment too, to some degree, you get that first wave of marriages and that first wave of divorces before anyone starts having kids. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, so it's like in the in the like prescribed path, and even then, there's kind of the the really traditional, like very like religious evangelical Southern or Midwestern idea of when you get married, and then like so the first roadblock that I just blew through was that one, and you know moved to Los Angeles, started working on my career, dated a whole lot of other people, and then a really interesting thing happened where a couple years into me being here and having a couple of, you know, okay relationships, some long-term, some, you know, just kind of dating. My sister lapped me. Like, the, I have a sister who's three years younger than me. And she finished Bible college and married a pastor and just jumped right in there. And it was amazing to me that all of a sudden this pressure had just kind of lifted. Yeah. All of a sudden I was like, oh, well, I can kind of... My mom's got someone else to bug, so that this whole, like, I was like, oh, I can take my own time again. And then proceeded to kind of take a couple of years, date some other people, realize, like, maybe you're dating someone long-term and you're like, I don't know if I want to, like, move in with this person and, like, why is that? You know, and you realize that, like, oh, this is maybe not the perfect relationship or the right relationship and always wanting kind of something, you know, a little bit more, feeling like, look, if I want to set up the best possible scenario for me not to screw this up. You know, I finally met, uh, my current partner uh, a couple of years ago and fell like hard and fast. And it's funny because, um, you know, we, at some point we'll talk about kind of the differences in being single and child free or coupled and child free and kind of what that means. But like we were both in our families, kind of the people who had, cause at that point the other sister has gotten married. <laughs> like both sisters are married. One sister has like got a kid on the way you know, like, which it was another huge pressure off my back as like, I just, at some point was just letting them lap me. I was like, go ahead, go ahead, gals, get in there. Like, it means less like weird emails from my mom, you know, Yeah. of like, when are you going to get on board? And I was so profoundly in love with this person. And we were both kind of the people that at some point folks had kind of said like, oh, well, they'll probably never settle down. They'll probably never get married like what's what settled settling down even means and it was a magical whirlwind romance that i'm sure over time we'll talk about a little bit 
And at some point very early into us dating, uh, she said to me, like, hey, I am, you know, and it's like I don't even know if, like, the verbiage of, like, I, I desire to be child-free, capital C, capital F, but she's like, I am not having children. And it's not a, it's not a debate. It's not something that's going to change. There's no amount of biological clocks that are going to go off. Like, this is 100% the life that I want to leave. Uh, or live, sorry, the life I want to live. And you are the person that I would kind of love to go on that journey with, but, like, this isn't going to change, and this is the journey that I'm on. And it made me recontextual, you know, really, really sit and really think, um, because it was the most profoundly wonderful thing that had ever happened to me uh, in my life. And I looked back, and I had had a couple, like a great aunt, great uncle, uh, two great uncles and a great aunt, uh, different sides of the family, who had all been child-free. And one was kind of like um, like a Hemingway gay, <laughs> like was actually out and as much as was out to the family, of course not to the folks in his like small Pennsylvania town. He just had a bunch of roommates um, and was an artist and had like a weird life collecting antiques and was like a, a fantastic Amazing. man. And the other two, one was in the Navy, um, one was uh, a missionary um, and again, like reoccurring themes of like not always being able to find yourself maybe in a religious institution, uh, started off as a nun, became a school teacher, and both of them like lived in the city, in like the big, big city. And sometimes they would take us and um, as kids, like not with the, si the siblings, but they would take us for like a week and we would go down to the city and we would stay in their cool apartments with like their elevators and their neat, like curated, you know, living situations. And they would just take us out to museums and just show off the city that they love to live in. And it was just kind of like, wow, that's a pretty killer life, you yeah. know? And those two had loved me and supported me through so many important kind of spots in my career. And I was like, their lives are awesome. Like their lives are their own. They can kind of set their own goals, do the things they want, live where they want. And they didn't seem sad. They didn't seem lacking in that kind of traditional way. So, you know, you have a hard think and you kind of examine your heart and you're just like, yeah, I'm, let's do this. Um, because you realize that a lot of the ideas of having kids were like tied to really weird ideas of like, you know, I was the only male so it's like carrying on the family name. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode about that one someday. <laughs> yeah, what is your legacy going to be? Or like, isn't it just the thing you do? And honestly, it's, I feel like the lived in person in my life experience of actual human beings that I knew and loved helped me kind of have assurances that I'd be fine, you know? Yeah. So it, it was a decision we made and... Now we live a wild, wonderful, exciting life. I mean, it's of course, it's fraught with its own whatevers. But um, nah, man, um, I feel like a lot of times I'm living my best life. Hell yeah. You know? So, yeah, I don't know. Is there any, any other, anything odd there? Anything worth that you have questions about or want to unpack a little bit more? I mean, I mean you unpacked it pretty thoroughly. I think, yeah. like... I mean, it's funny because it's the first time I've heard this story like laid out, you know? Um, yeah. More similarities than I realized. <laughs> sure. Uh, I was I was also the last of my siblings to be married 
which was very yeah. like Jane Austen heroine. I kind of loved it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Emma forever, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny. Like and yeah, getting to see all those amazing, like kind of having a role model for it. Yeah. And for very different like, reasons. Like, who knows if they would have had kids or not, if they could have, like, been publicly married. But... Sure. And, like, I honestly... The thing about, you know, the other two, um, the the ones that lived in the city, is that, like, I don't know. Like, we never... They passed... They both passed away before we could kind of really... And there was plenty of, like, little winks and nods, kind of. But sure, like, but that could also just like mean they were like explicit conversation. Yeah, that could also just mean they were having a lot of fun with a lot of different types of people. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's 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 bump these up against each other because at first you thought they were maybe not similar. Now they might be. So yeah. Tiger. I mean, mine's not so like story driven. I knew really early on, like I was never having yeah. kids. Right. I don't like kids. I hated being a child. <laughs> I was sure. like a very self-serious, very anxious little kid. And from about eight until about 22, I felt just tremendously uncomfortable in my own skin, just like waiting to grow up, you know? And yeah. I didn't, I was awkward. It's not that I didn't have friends. I wasn't like isolated or anything, but like nothing quite made sense. Right. And so it was just, I don't want more children in my life because babies are awesome. Like I will hug your baby and nap with it whenever I see it um, because they're kind of like, they're cute and small and warm, right? Um, yeah. But the minute it starts to like gain sentience, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapping out. Because, um, yeah, I just, I can't. Like, kids are cruel. They're awkward. They smell funny. They're gross. Like, I don't have, I just, I lack patience. And it's not that I lack compassion. Like, I, I've, feel a lot of sympathy for kids. And I remember very much like your own kind of unpleasant experience, just being in that situation. And yeah. you try to like and having, having to, yeah. yeah. And having to navigate that as a parent seemed like absolute hell. And like, I had right. wonderful parents. My parents have, they were also married really young at 19 and 20. They waited to have me until they were like 23, 24. Um, I'm a little younger than you, so my parents were always very much the youngest of all the parents in my mm -hmm. friend group. When I think, like, older parents started to be more the norm, yeah. you know, because people had, like, more opportunities for careers in the 80s, and I was born at the end of the 80s, right? Right. So yeah. um, it was, like, it, it, that was very interesting, growing up having pretty young parents and being the oldest that was the other thing. I mean, I was never a parentified child, to be sure. Like, again, my parents are very good parents, but I've spent enough time around kids. I've done enough babysitting to know that it's 100% not for me. And so yeah. it was a matter. And, like, my brother jokes with me. My brother recently had a kid. Everyone yeah. in my family has kind of always known Tiger's not having kids. She's going to be the cool aunt. And that's probably all we're going to get from her. <laughs> Uh, sure. And, and that's fine. Like that's a hundred percent fine. Like my family's always been very accepting. So that's been pretty easy to navigate. And I think they all knew too. Cause I remember in like the second grade when Tamagotchis were very popular, <laughs> I got a Tamagotchi and I stayed awake for two weeks straight because I was so fucking anxious. 
Sure. I can't take care yeah. of other things. I I mean, I say this as someone with a whole menagerie of animals in my house, but right. I found I've found and selected animals that sleep as much as I do. So, we're good. Yeah. Uh Did you have the same like did you have the same experience with like the well, for me it was like the high school bag of flour like the sex ed class, like the the health class. Did you guys ever have to do any of those oh, weird we didn't, kind of we archaic didn't do experiments? That. No. Yeah. No, we didn't yeah. do that. And I knew, like, I was very fortunate, too, growing up in the church that I did. I was raised very religious, and there's definitely that expectation that you'll grow up and have kids. But there were quite a few cool single people in my congregation and older couples that had never had kids that were able to do these cool missionary trips and travel and, like, explore the world, and everyone kind of admired them. But with that, like, oh, but they don't have children kind of sadness. Because they don't, they'll never feel the true love. Yeah, and I was like, um, a baby is way less cool than going on safari. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just, you're never going to convince me otherwise, and I have remained unconvinced. And then when I finally did relationships and stuff I was very upfront about that and that's the great thing like I am I'm a tremendously decisive and stubborn person so it's always just been no not having kids it's not the right person will not make me do that because that would be nasty so when I finally did Did it ever huh yeah did it ever end like did you ever did it ever get to the point where you like prematurely ended a relationship no I never would have I never would have started a relationship with someone that wanted children I, I, I remember my first date with my now husband, he and I, I brought it up on like the first date. I was like, ew, kids, gross. And he was kind of shocked, but because that's something he's always kept kind of on the down low that he doesn't want children. And it's always been more of, you know, it's always been something he'd assume he'd have to convince himself to want. Yeah. And then, you know two years after that first Tinder date where I had, I thought this guy was going to be like a one and done. I'm with him, like getting a vasectomy and we're planning our wedding, you know, like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's very, very like for me, it's just, I've had to have been decisive. And I think part of that is like, because like I'm a cis woman, you have to take a lot of precautions. <laughs> Because that's on you. And I was raised very religious, so there is, like, a huge stigma against abortion. And it took me a long time to kind of realize, oh, yeah, I I would have to do that. And that was, like, that that's an added layer of that choice, like, the religious shame and stigma of being child-free as a woman and realizing that comes with, like, some pretty heady decisions. Sure. Um, And, of course, like, no longer religious happily married permanently child free yeah and and i still have a tamagotchi but it's in its packaging because i refuse to even consider even open it up um yeah Yeah. and again it's you know it's so funny because just going through the story there's so many places i want to stop and just unpack and unpack and unpack and i feel like we have we're gonna have so much fun and interesting stuff to talk about over the next yeah million years i mean I, th- I think also for me, yeah. one of the things that I'm always kind of reluctant to bring up is like the tremendous anxiety is like diagnosed as being a malfunctioning brain. Yeah. And it also leads to a 
tremendous temper mm-hmm. and I would never inflict it like in addition to that I would just never inflict that upon a kid that's not cool oh sure like but it's not a sense of benevolence I'm also just a deeply selfish person <laughs> yeah but it's like that's the thing I think is it's a very complex um kind of very layered um experience and we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff here um historically currently how it affects our lives um and yeah i can't wait um to kind of jump into this grand adventure uh with you tiger um yes yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be wild because already it is this is already this could have spun off into like seven or eight different episodes i know we're both furiously writing down notes for uh, further episodes and topics and things. Um, but the one, the, the, the third person in this um, grand experiment uh, is you, dear listener, however you've uh, stumbled upon this. Um, and we really, really want to hear um, from you folks. We want to hear your experiences, your stories, your questions, your struggles. Uh, some folks are probably still in it. Some folks are maybe contemplating um, because it is, it's not something that, I mean, you're two sides of the coin, right? Tiger new very early. Not for me, for me, a really long kind of journey to get there. Uh, And yeah. And let's, so let's have conversations. Let's talk. Let's chat. We have set up an email. Um, It's questions at not just sleeping in.com. And please, Send us all of your thoughts, and hopefully, um, as we go on, we'll be able to kind of tear into some of your own experiences and talk about those. Yeah, because this whole point is building community. We want to hear from you. I think we can feel really lonely in this choice sometimes, especially as families and stuff are cropping up around us, and we shouldn't have to. No. Because, yeah, we absolutely shouldn't. So we definitely want to hear from you. We're excited to hear from you please hit us up. All right. Well, that's, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Tiger. Uh, thank you yes. for coming on this grand adventure for me. I can't believe we've talked about this a very long time and here we are. Um, woohoo again. Thanks Doing the for damn joining thing us with all this free time. We allegedly have. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Alleged. free. <laughs> time. Oh, I can't even wait. Can I, j- I want to jump ahead and listen to our alleged free time conversation. That one's coming. Um, but again, questions, thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. It's at question, it's questions at not just sleeping in.com. I'm Tiger. And I am Lee. Have fun sleeping in. Bye. Bye. <laughs>